0: the following is a cspn media podcast presentation
1: let me tell you what who deserves a shot at the united states heavyweight. i'm the champion i ought to know you know I've, I've been sizing up guys since i came to wcw and i think the one guy that stands out the most the guy that i think has earned a title shot L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute, L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in in the cruiserweight division here. Please, he's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness, sakes, and fifty pounds Who difference. are you to to, to doubt L. Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious. How how about hypnosis? Let's
2: get Psychosis, psychosis, whatever. Whatever. He's
1: a great wrestler.
2: You know.
3: Hello, and welcome to episode 205 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLaRente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet.
4: Oh my God. Hi, friend.
3: What's going on, friend?
4: Mm, Nothing and everything, but mostly nothing.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, glad that you're having a very, you know, tranquilo type of uh, evening and week.
4: Yeah, I took today off because I wasn't feeling that great.
3: Oh, well. But there's
4: nothing like a day off to make you feel so much better.
3: Right, right. Well, I'm glad that you're carving out a little time this evening, even though you don't feel well to be here on the WrestleCast. So,
4: Of course, of course. Anything for you people.
3: Now, thank you. Thank you. The people, the people appreciate it. <laughs> And we're joined by the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, none other than Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? What's up? I guess we 205 Live this week.
0: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. That's cool. I just want to say, I'm just going to assume if you live in any city in America named Jasper is probably racist. That is probably one of the (laughs) most racist names in America or a town. (laughs) It's kind of off on a personal tangent. We can get to the wrestling
3: now. All right. The (laughs) WrestleCast can be found on the web at www.cspn.us. We can also be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitch Radio, and Google Play. So this weekend, it's one of those weekends where they're going to have a big event, a large event. And so it's time for us to play Who You Got? So for this Saturday, the Super Showdown from Melbourne, Australia, there's going to be a contest currently going on for the hashtag. So stay tuned to the WrestleCast Twitter account. And on Friday, I will announce the winner of the contest, and that will be the hashtag that we use for the live tweet. So it's going to start at 5 a.m., so whenever you tweet about it, just use the hashtag, and uh, that will do. So, Miss Didi Genet, I know in our pregame show that you have about a 1.1 interest level in this lovely event, but they got some pretty good matches, I think. So maybe uh, when we play Who You Got, you'll perk up about this card. It's time. <laughs> All right, so to start off, we're gonna have Cedric Alexander. Hey, remember him? <laughs> Speaking of episode two hundred five versus Buddy Murphy for the cruiserweight championship. So, Magna Prime, I'm gonna ask you, who you got?
0: Oh, well, you know, Buddy Murphy. I I think he is Australian, right? Yes, he is, sir. Okay, so I'm going with the champ. Then, yeah, uh, the <laughs> person's gonna lose. Here. Yeah. That's that's the trend. So, yeah,
3: champ retains. All right, Ms. Didi Genet. Didi-
4: um, I don't know nobody's buddy Alexander, so or Buddy Murphy, so uh, Eddie Murphy. But I'm gonna just go ahead and go with Cedric Alexander.
3: All right. And I'm going to go with Cedric Alexander as well. I'm on that Issa Rae. We're reading for Everybody Black. True, that Next up, we have The New Day versus The Bar for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Now, this is a match right here that is just pulling on the heartstrings of Miss Didi Jonet, her two faves.
5: All
4: oh, my faves. So, we're oh. going to
3: ask you first who you got
5: oh.
4: Oh, I guess I I, I have the, the New Day. I don't think Straya wants to see um Cesaro and Seamus with the title. Okay. And aren't most of these things kinda like fan servicey, so yeah. Yeah, sure, let's go with
5: that.
3: All right. Magnum Prime, who you got? I'll go with the New Day. I'm going to also go with The New Day, the champs routine. Now, this is the match that's going to pull at my heartstrings because we've got Naomi and Asuka versus the Double Iconics. So, Magnum Prime, who you got? This
0: is uh, actually a tough one for me. Uh, I'm just strictly going to go with the The tried and true tradition of going against uh, the the hometown favorite. So, I'm going to go with with Oscar and Naomi.
3: All right. Miss Didi your
4: Um, Oscar knows about bundles. So, (laughs) that that to me is the mindset of a winner. And I'm also going to go with Oscar and Naomi.
3: Yep. Donald. I'm going to have to agree with... (gasps) the two of you and also go with Naomi and Asuka
4: Shook I just knew you were going to pick your face
3: If this was Peyton Royce in a singles match yeah it might have got me but not with Billy Kay (laughs) Bobby Lashley and John Cena DD's going to be hitting the snooze button on this match Versus Kevin Owens and Elias, the only redeeming quality of this match Mm. for the opponents. So, Ms. Didi Jonay, I'm going to ask you, who you got?
4: With the caveat of what I pick and how I play the game doesn't necessarily coincide with what I think is actually going to happen, therefore I'm picking Elias and Kevin. Because I really don't believe that they're going to have Super Cena losing straight there. But I'm also never going to
3: pick him. G-Money? Bobby Lashley and John Cena versus Kevin Owens and Elias. Who you got? I
0: I don't see Cena uh, losing on international soil. Mm -hmm. Even if it's got to be a victory via disqualification...
3: That team's going to win, Lashley and Cena. All right. And I'm going to go with Kevin Owens and Elias.
5: What?
3: All right. Swerve.
5: <laughs> right?
3: Hey, man. Do
4: you have any particular reason?
3: Did you? Kevin Owens beat John Cena his very first time in WWE on the I main said, roster? He yes, he did. And, um, you know. So I'm just banking on it happening again.
4: I mean, but you know the WWE doesn't believe in things like ring rust, being old, you know, being boring. <laughs> I don't believe in that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I mean I'm glad I'm glad we're together on this, so we can be wrong together.
3: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when Greg wins by one, we'll figure out we'll know which one. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz, WWE <laughs> title number one contenders match.
5: Oh Magnum Prime,
3: who you got? Uh, I mean, to me,
0: it makes the most sense. It's, it's got to be The Miz, the way they've been building him the past couple months. So go with The Miz. All right,
3: Ms. Didi Jone. I I feel
4: feel like it's going to be Daniel Bryan but I don't want to pick him so I'm just going to go with the next
3: alright I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan I'll pick him I think that he's <laughs> going to uh, he's going to come out on top because you know that's going to be an awesome sight to see that many people doing the yes, the yes after mm-hmm. he wins So for the visual we're going with Daniel Bryan Next up, for the WWE Championship, no disqualification, we have AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. So, Miss D.D. who do you got?
4: At some point, Samoa Joe will win cleanly, and I will be here whenever that chooses to happen.
3: Magnum Prime, who you got?
0: Spoiler Spoil alert, the champ retains.
3: <laughs> uh, same song, same verse, huh? Cena 2.0. Because I picked Daniel Bryan in the number one contenders match, I'm going to pick Samoa Joe in the championship match so we can have a dream matchup of Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan in an upcoming WWE pay per view. So let's go, Samoa Joe. Next up, Charlotte tries to regain the SmackDown women's title against the champ, Becky Lynch. Miss Didi Jonay, who you got?
5: Ah,
4: Becky.
3: (laughs) Magnum Prime, who you got? Go with Becky Lynch. And I'm going to make it a clean sweep as I'm going to go with Becky Lynch as well. What everybody came to see Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins versus Well who came to see? The Not Riot everybody. Squad
4: Who's Everybody
3: Everybody I guess <laughs> Magnum Prime Who you got? <sighs> yeah. Stressful <laughs>
0: Yeah <laughs> I mean, I, I, the. I guess you don't want your shiny new car to get a, a scratch on it. So, I guess I'll I'll go with I, I don't know. This is a good this is a good time for the twins to turn on Rousey too though. This is actually a
5: tough
0: one. Mm. Uh I'm, I'm I'm actually I'm going to go on limb I'm
3: gonna go with the rise ball. <sighs>
5: what?
3: He's trying to give us one to uh make up with
4: what makes it so bad is I want to pick the Ryan squad so bad, just because I really don't think they're gonna win. But I would feel so disgusted with myself if I put down Ronda Rousey's name when well, you know how I feel about her, Bachi <laughs> Bree, and John's ex-fiance. You know how I feel about them, and if you <laughs> pick them if they lose. This would be worse than I want of lost. But man, I'm
5: gonna
4: pick Ronda. And if it don't work out for me, this is the last time I ever, ever pick them people again.
3: All right. I'm going to go with the Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey as well. We got to try to at least make this a, a tie. We all three you get the to the win here.
4: I mean, it's, it's very down the middle right now. You and me are locked up. It's only Greg.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have the Shield versus the Dogs of War. Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, and uh that little guy, Dolph Ziggler.
4: Don't don't do Ziggles like that. I
3: can't I couldn't think of his name. I was blanking out for a second. I need to buy <laughs> that, some time.
5: That little guy.
3: <laughs> so Didi Janet. Who you got?
4: I have Braun Strowman. I understand that there are two other people on his team, but I have Braun Strowman. <laughs>
3: Magnum Prime, who you got? It's getting old, but I'm, I'm gonna go with the shield. This is this is a tough one for me. Um, it is. Is this
4: is this where we diverged on?
3: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with. I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with you, DD. I'm going to go with <laughs> Braun Strowman and the and the Dogs of War. Okay. And for the main events of the evening. The Undertaker versus Triple H, Magnum Prime. Who you got?
0: Uh, I think with the help of the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, I, I'm gonna go with the underdog. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the, the guy called the Undertaker.
3: All right, Miss Didi Genet. Who you got?
0: I don't
4: care. <laughs> I feel like the spirit of Sam has taken over me. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. Um
0: That is the right answer though.
4: Um uh, what wh- um he
5: already
4: he retired. Like why do we keep doing this? Um Man Triple H. No, wait, no. No, Stray wanna see Strayon wants to see the Undertaker.
5: So i
3: say The Undertaker. I don't know. Alright. And I'm gonna go with Triple H because they gotta have a reason to have Shawn Michaels wrestle. So none better reason than to have him help Triple H get the win. I
5: guess. Alright. Don't care.
4: There had to have been a better way to do this. Where's Marty Jannetty? <laughs> you could have been like, I didn't forget.
5: <laughs> you remember
4: my career 30 years or 40 years ago? 30 years
5: ago.
4: Oh, Lord.
3: So that's who you got for the Super Showdown from Melbourne, Australia. Again, that starts at 5 a.m., eastern standard time if you're trying to like live tweet live tweet but you know you can watch it on demand anytime so just uh like i said be on the lookout through the russell cast twitter account and you will find out the winner of the poll that we have up for the hashtag for this event so mr dd it's time for us to get into monday night Raw. From Seattle, Washington. G Money, did you get your, your, your Hulu on for this one? Uh no. I by other means. Oh, no, by just, by other means? Yes, Freelou. I got it via Freelou. I, I checked it out. But you got the uh the three hour version and not the Hulu No. No. They only one from three hour, no. So, uh, Dean comes out to the ring, and uh, Charlie's questioning him about his uh, allegiance to the Shield. Ambrose is being, you know, sarcastic, talking about, you know, all the things that, you know, the Shield done without him, how he did get the championship on his own, that they did have a lot of truths that they were saying out there. But Dean said, nah, judging by his actions, he's always – Road with the shield. The shield is not a brand. He'll always stand up and be there for his brothers and his family. Baron Corbin comes out. He says, oh, nice story. So he gives Ambrose a kind of uh, ultimatum. He says he's got three options. He can have an intercontinental title match against Seth Rollins. He can have a universal title match against Roman Reigns. Or he can have a match with Braun Strowman. Ambrose says, oh, no, there's a fourth option. And that's Ambrose versus Baron Corbin right now. Corbin's like, nah, that's not going to happen. So Corbin books a match between Ambrose and Braun Strowman. And it started when, D. Right now. Of course it did. No way. Uh, they're going back and forth. Braun Strowman hits a big power slam. Uh, then he hits another big power slam. He pulls Ambrose back up. Then Roman Reigns comes down. Roman hits the Superman punch on Braun. That causes a a disqualification. Seth Rollins runs down. Uh, They dump Braun Strowman to the floor. Dolph and Drew arrive. Corbin then books a match between Rollins and Drew for later. And he says that Roman Reigns will face Dolph Ziggler. And that match is going to be next. So Ambrose is in the back getting some medical attention. He's not thrilled that uh, you know, Roman and Seth came out. Ambrose tells Rollins that he could have been an IC champion right now. Reigns hits a Superman uh spear Superman punch and the spear on Dolph Ziggler, and Roman Reigns gets the win. Ruby Riot faced Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey hit her spinning slam and then the armbar, and Ruby Riot tapped out. Didi Jonah. Mm-hmm. What's my man Connor got going on? He, they that they are sitting out here winning. Connor and Victor back to back weeks getting wins. I, so I
4: say like somebody got some nudes of somebody in the back. <laughs> it's not uh, oh, all like I don't either that or uh, I don't know. They were playing poker with Farouk and JBL <laughs> and they won. Like I don't. I truly don't know what else it could be.
3: Yeah, so the uh, the continually uh, bad programming for Chad Gable and Bobby Root continue as they have both lost to each members of the Ascension in back to back weeks. So, uh, Greg, I think that's the definition of creative has nothing for you.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Just cast them checks, baby. Just cast the checks. All yeah. you
4: do. <gasps> Gasp.
3: Alexa Bliss is here. It's time for a moment of bliss. She says, kids, never meet your hero. Because she <laughs> says she met uh, Trish Stratus when she was seven years old. And she said that Trish burped in the face and then charged her $50 for an autograph. So she could go buy some Jimmy Choo shoes. Mm. It's disheartening sometimes. The B-Team versus The Revival. The Revival attempts to rocket launcher a shout-out to Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. And the next thing you know, Bo Dallas gets his knees up. He cradles Dash for the win. Then the AOP comes down and then just obliterate the B team. Ambrose is still hurting backstage. Roman comes up to him. Ambrose says, you know, if he wasn't such a nice guy, he could be the universal champion right now. Dogs of War in the back. They talk about trying to end the shield. Braun praises Ambrose for being a winner and his toughness. He feels he'd be a good addition to the team. Braun tells Drew to beat Rollins because they don't need any weak, any weak, weak links. And he stares at Dolph Ziggler. Seth versus Drew McIntyre. We have Dolph arriving for the distraction, which allows Drew to hit that claymore. And Drew McIntyre gets the win. So, dd mm-hmm. pour up, drink. After the match, of course, they beat down Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns makes a save. Then Braun comes down. And they begin to beat down Roman and Rollins until Dean makes a save with his trusty axe handle. Braun cuts Ambrose off. And the heels beat down the shield, and they stand tall. Didi, it's that time mm-hmm. of the night again.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: It's time to
4: walk with Elias.
3: Elias and Kevin they meet backstage. Elias says he didn't get the right stuff prepared for him, so they're out in the middle of the ring. Elias, you know they're in Seattle. He's getting ready to play his tune. Then he says, oh, no, they don't deserve a song. Just like they don't deserve a basketball team. He said it didn't make sense for Seattle (laughs) to have a basketball team. But Oklahoma City, yeah, he could understand that. (laughs) And this man almost caused a riot. (laughs) You, you, You know how they pull in the cheers when Roman Reigns is out there so it sounds like more people are cheering him than they yep. really are yep. it sounded like the reverse it sounded like they were <laughs> pumping in boos to make it sound like people were booing him more than they really were but nah <laughs> they weren't
4: and it like it had like an ebb and a flow to so, it like, people got their breath and were like boo like but <laughs> 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 like, you thought I was done I'm not Oh, it was great.
6: It's almost there, but it's not quite right. See, there is only one man that is going to walk with me tonight. He's a brother of mine. He's a friend of mine, and he's a big fan, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin Owens.
2: Elias, thank you so much. And uh, yes, anytime I'll walk with you, especially this Saturday night in Melbourne, Australia, when you and I team up to take on Bobby Lashley and John Cena. You know, man, you and I teaming up, it, it makes sense, right? We, we respect each other. We have similar likes and dislikes. We're both fantastic competitors. Look, let's, let's just come out and say it, we're both great guys, we're just a couple of great guys! Yes, yes. I'm, glad but, I'm glad you said it. But you know what doesn't make sense? John Cena teaming with Bobby
6: Lashley. Oh.
1: Well, Kev, it doesn't make sense, you know, it's like having a
2: basketball team in Seattle.
7: Listen to the roar of this crowd.
1: No respect for Detlef left shrimp. <laughs> Elias hit a sensitive button. Got Seattle right in the feelings.
5: That's what poets do.
1: <laughs> look, I, uh, look! Oklahoma City. Now I get that. doesn't make sense.
2: Well, clearly you've really upset them here, but uh, sports aren't exactly my thing, so... Oh, you know what else is in my thing? Kev, you're going to have to speak
6: up. These people are being very disrespectful. I said you know what else is in my...
2: Now they need to hear me. There we go. Okay, see, the last time I saw John Cena, Ken, it was at WrestleMania when he ruined my very first WrestleMania moment. I'll never forgive him for that. Yeah, you know, John Cena ruins things all the time, just like the people of Seattle ruin everything all the time, too. That's why their basketball team left. Turn the lights, back. always say about John Cena they say no one has had more big matches than John Cena what do they call him they
7: call him Big
2: Match John Big Match John is what they call him nowadays every John Cena match is a big match
1: he knows there is no one in the world like Elias but he needs to be in there to feel like he's better to feel like he's
2: the best Yeah, but you know what? To feel like you're the best, you have to beat the best. And listen to me when I say that when it comes to Monday Night Raw, you are looking at the absolute best right here, right now, in front of you. Elias, you're so talented. You have to give encore performances all the time. People can't get enough of your music. But on Saturday night, if you'll allow me,
3: Like, literally, Kevin Owens couldn't hear what Elias was saying. He was like, I, I can't hear you.
4: <laughs> he said, turn my mic up because I can't hear
3: myself. Uh, shout out to People's Critic. He said that uh, that he was in attendance there, and he said he was in about the fifth row, and he was like, yeah, he couldn't even hear the promo from where he, from where he was sitting. So, yeah, those people were big man, big, big, big man. So Kevin uh, does what Didi Jaune typically likes to do Makes fun of John Cena for not being around Kevin adds that Every John Cena match is a big match Since we don't see him that much anymore Then they also claim that Cena needs them because They are the best Then Leo Rush comes down He says that John Cena is a legend But Kevin better not overlook Bobby Lashley Who he's facing tonight So Owens versus Lashley Elias attacks Leo Rush, causing the distraction, and Kevin mm-hmm. cradles Bobby Lashley for the win. After the match, Kevin and Elias beat down Lashley and Rush, and Kevin Owens hits a pop up powerbomb on Bobby Lashley. Bailey beat Alicia Fox. Uh, Jinder Mahal trips up Bailey, then she drop kicks Jinder Mahal as Bay- as Finn Balor hits a sling blade. Then we get that Bailey to Belly on Alicia, and Bailey gets the win. Then our main event angle, uh, HBK comes out to hype up Triple H versus the Undertaker. He says that he's felt the emotions along with the fans. He says that he paid for his fight to Australia when the match was announced, so that he could see the match as a fan. Shawn said the Undertaker made it personal and bought him to it and brought him into it. Sean says that he respects Undertaker, but he will always side with his best friend every day of the week, and that upsets the Undertaker. He says that Undertaker has Kane in his corner, and Triple H has himself in his. If Kane or anyone else gets involved, he says that he will brush them back with some sweet chin music. So all of a sudden, Kane's music hits, and he appears behind Shawn Michaels, and he attacks him. Then we get the Undertaker's gong, and The Undertaker's in the ring. He looks to Tombstone Shawn Michaels, but Triple H runs down, and he rushes to the ring. We get the big brawl, and the Brothers of Destruction hit double choke slams. Undertaker, tombstones Triple H, and Kane and The Undertaker walk out, stop, raise up their fists on the ramp, and everybody in the crowd is going crazy.
6: The Undertaker through no fault of my own made this personal a long time ago with Triple H and then he put me in a position where I had to make a choice he wanted to know between him and Triple H who I thought was going to win who I believed in who I stood behind for the love of God, I can tell you I have nothing but the utmost respect for The Undertaker, but I am telling you, any day of the week, twice on Sunday, I will pick my best friend over anybody on the face of God's green earth. And Cain, understand this. you or anybody else tries to crowd that ring and as God is my witness I will brush you back courtesy of some sweet kid music
1: oh my god Shawn Michaels says he's ready the big red machine came where's he ask? Shot! Turn around. Kane with a right hand of Michaels. Oh my God! It can't be. It is the Undertaker. Kane, the Brothers of Destruction. In Seattle! Undertaker and Triple H mixing it up here tonight! And now Kane! And Triple H goes after the big red monster! And Undertaker driven back! And Triple H fired up! And HBK back on his feet!
7: Uh oh.
1: Oh my god! Double chunk slam!
3: The biggest revelation that came out of this was not anything with the promo, was not that Undertaker almost dropped Triple H on his head when he got him <laughs> up in the tombstone because he stumbled around. It was the fact that Shawn Michaels lost his cowboy hat and he ain't got no hair up underneath there. <laughs> he had to come on home. Straight up bald. Not like Buzz Cut Low. Nothing. <clears throat> That's the that's the end of an era for I know a lot of uh, a lot of our our glow members and our our uh, wrestle bases.
4: I'm not mad at it because what's here's the thing: When you have long hair and you got male pattern baldness. The best thing to do is cut it off. The thing that they don't tell you when you cut it off is I can still see your male pattern baldness. <laughs> so when you just go all the way bald, you don't you miss that part because then the follicles don't tell your business is bad. So I'm kind of mad at it personally. I know some people didn't like it. I enjoyed it just fine.
3: <laughs> so Greg, what did you think about the closing angle other than uh, being shocked that Shawn Michaels no longer has hair of any kind? Uh, let's just get it over with. <laughs> just, let's just get it over with.
0: Just move on to the the live event. Just just keep it moving. It, it didn't sell the match anymore. Uh, for me he didn't do anything but the hair yeah that was the lack of it that was definitely the, the biggest revelation because I think we all knew he was losing it up at the top but he finally decided to come on home and, and do the decent thing so good for him
3: alright Miss Dijon anything else that stood out to you on Raw that you really enjoyed this week Elias yeah That's definitely buddy. definitely the highlight it was a probably a highly forgettable show but that is an unforgettable moment
4: though because what makes it so funny is you go on twitter and people are like who are the super funnels and they're not being funny and that's what makes it funny like you got a whole arena ready to take your head off about a group that a lot of people don't even remember (laughs) which just emphasizes his point
3: wrestlecast twitter account got famous this week we got uh caught up in the uh, Twitter moments for for that. That actually made Twitter and uh, hey. Sports Center and everything. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, I, all I did was quote what he said and then had a picture of a, a nuclear bomb going off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people thought that was uh, rather uh, entertaining. So shout out to all the people who retweeted and liked and commented on that tweet. So Dijoné, at this time, mm-hmm. I'm going to turn it over to you for our SmackDown Matters report.
4: Sure. They were in Portland. They left the big city for the other big city of Oregon. Oh no, Seattle's in Washington. It's all the same. Anyway, Paige is mad about what Joe did last week stalking AJ's wife. And he skipped the contract signing to third. So Paige says Joe didn't enter the house. And the thori- the authorities were called and Joe got nabbed for trespassing. She said she wants to fire Joe and called AJ to discuss the things, and AJ dropped the charges and begged her not to fire Joe. He asked to hand out the punishment to Joe and said that his match is still on. There's a video from AJ apologizing for not being at the show. That night, he said he needed to be at home and didn't feel like he could perform. He also didn't want to do something he was going to regret and won't leave until he knows Joe is on his way to Australia. And so we needs him right now because... For the past week, Annie has been having nightmares about Uncle Joe. AJ says this will end. It needs to end. And Joe won't be coming back from Australia because he'll bury him alive. Or something. Um, your first match of the night is Carmella, a.k.a. Eva Marie. and <laughs> <laughs> R-Truth. I'm joking. I like the hair color. And our truth versus Cian Almas and Zelina Vega. There's a Bronco Buster. And then a flatliner gets to a CM and breaks it up. Truth comes in and clotheslines C to the floor. Then there's a plancha from Truth that follows. And Carmella locks on the code of silence on Zelina for the win. It was really nice. It, and it was in like a lot of back and forth and kind of like some roll ups, some false finishes. And then she kind of just ended up in the code of silence. And I was like, go Mella. You've been practicing.
3: Yeah, Carmella is actually getting over as a baby face.
4: That's, I told you. I knew she had it in her ever since she was bouncing on them ring ropes. Y'all just take a while to come around. I knew it. Uh,
3: what you think about uh, this new found life for R-Truth all of a sudden?
4: See, R-Truth, I don't want to call him a roach because that's disrespectful. What I will say is R-Truth has an ability to be a mid-level guy at all times. It's some people who like they reach the highest heights and they disappear. Or they reach the highest heights and they stay there too long and you want them to go. <laughs> our truth has a way of like never getting too big for his britches, but always being around and always being popular. And I think that's amazing. So I'm very happy for him. I wish he would cut his hair, but I guess that's part of the aesthetic of our truth. But it's like I just I happen to know there's a handsome man under there and I can't with them nineties duke braids.
3: <laughs> he's, he's paying homage to mystical.
4: I'm sure. I believe you, and I feel it in my shando, I know you're correct, but it's just like I know you're handsome, but I, I, yeah, the hair. I want to shave it off. Oh my god, we have got to discuss this movie when I'm done with this. Anyway, Ty and piece with Paige and wants a match with Randy Orton tonight after Randy did some horrible things to him and Paige. After a while agrees, all while calling men stupid Which Anyway, they have a big table With a griddle And are making pancakes This is the new day Biggie is going to allegedly reveal how he makes His famous pancakes He makes an Icapro joke And then they hype Saturday Super Showdown match They admit that the bar Has had their number recently And it's just Mr. Bootyworth Cooks all of their pancakes. Moody will now tell us the secret, but then the bar interrupts. Um, they make fun of the New Day for being a bunch of children and playing with food. Xavier says they are ruining this, while Cesaro already says it's that. Then he claims that they all call him Chef at home. They call him Zaddy at home, first of all. Anyway, they flip the table and a brawl breaks out. Seamus blinds coffee with the flower and then beats down the New Day. They double team, white noise follows on Big E, then they dump batter into Mr. Bootywear's hat, then put the hat on him, and then they just dump the rest of the batter all over his back. It was so embarrassing. And to that I say, why would you keep your ass in the middle of the ring when you see your friends getting their ass beat? You either join in or you run away.
3: My mother actually called me (laughs) when they teased this and she and she loves like she likes the new day like when they wrestle but she hates when they do the silly stuff and she's like mm-hmm. she's like who wants to know about Big E's recipe and I was like you know you might learn something she's like you buy some you buy some complete mix you add water and you stir that's it <laughs> I'm like, well, mom, you know, he might have some like, you know, secret ingredient or something that you might pick up on tonight. Just watch you it. know,
5: all he.
3: What if he has said
4: a hint of vanilla, and some nutmeg and cinnamon? You'd be like, oh, I never heard that. You got to give him a chance.
3: Exactly. So. You gotta
4: give him a chance. Um. Anyway, your next match is Randy 1 versus Ty of the Dillinger's. Ty suplexes Randy onto the table and lays in ground and pound. Or in quickly cuts that off, hits the Draven DDT onto the floor, then he exposes the buckle through and puts t- Ty's finger in it because it's like there's a hole in it. So he puts Ty's finger in between it and quote unquote breaks his finger. Well, all I was wondering was, why won't you just poke his fucking eye out? Instead, Ty's just kind of standing there like, no, don't hurt me. And it's like, Whenever are you people going to be a part of your own rescue?
3: The crowd were a bunch of savages because they were chanting nine,
4: nine, nine. I did hear somebody who said, no, Randy, don't. He needs to be able to count to (laughs) ten. I was like, that's sure he does. Fair points. But my thing is, um, just from, um, choreographer's standpoint if your fight is going to end in ty's finger getting broken there are other ways to do that than have him idly stand by and let it happen you know what i mean like you can make him fight and lose but when somebody puts your finger in between a hole and then wrenches it back and you don't even try to hit his hand away his arm away you don't do nothing i hate that i feel like that is trash ass booking personally but that's just my opinion back to the match that causes a DQ for the match the refs are out to end the match and Randy walks off do you have any thoughts about it
3: I think you made some great observations yeah he did he could have like put up a bigger struggle to at least try to like you know make it look like he was trying to survive and not just have his you know let randy have his way with him
4: Mm-hmm. i completely agree yeah Yay. i like it when people think i'm right because i am anyway Miz meets with sheltie and takes credit for getting him his match tonight he wants sheltie to hurt daniel Bryan and shelton says brian is just an unfortunate victim he's fired up because he's been stuck on the bench nobody really remembers sheltie and so he comes back and you're like oh yeah Shelton.
3: Yeah, you you do forget he's kind of like on the roster like, oh shit, it's Shelton Benjamin.
4: Which is interesting because he has more charisma than Bobby Lashley. But they're both not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I need a tinge of Elias in your spirit.
3: Everybody's not blessed with those gifts.
4: Elias looks like Randy Savage and I want them to do a 23 me.
3: Let's talk about I know this is a SmackDown report, but let's just talk about how great Elias has it. Right? He
5: Eli- doesn't even wrestle. I was about to say
3: he wrestles like <laughs> once every season,
0: <laughs> quarterly. Yeah,
3: like an actual match, not just yeah. like hey, you know, somebody roughed me up in the ring because they interrupted me or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's the great. He gets to come out here, talk trash to every town
4: play his guitar
3: <laughs> right? have the middle of the ring to himself he gets like <laughs> 7, eight, ten minutes every week never fights right, right, right he's got the greatest thing going in WWE right now on the low
4: what's so funny is if Elias had gotten injured in a fight they never would have had the balls or even the forethought to let him just do this while he were recovered but he's perfectly healthy <laughs> and he gets to do that, and it's like, <laughs>
3: right? <laughs> yeah. So whoever, who I who, mean, who if he's in charge of his like creative man, he's he definitely is a winner.
4: Yeah, I'm telling You, you gotta get those good writers. Soap operas. we know what it's about. Um, Bruce of arrives. uh
3: Oh, it's time for that Drake one night in Milwaukee.
4: Rusa discusses it in English, turning on him and the end of their friendship. He then took it further, accusing Alon of something in Milwaukee. He says he wants to see this fake ass evidence. Aiden comes and stalls. Alon is like, Bitch, drop the act. You know, you don't got no tape. You know, I didn't say nothing to you. And Aiden was like, First of all, why y'all trying to act like Milwaukee is some ancient town that is unmemorable? It has history, it has culture. Many things were filmed there, including basketball. I heard of that but i'm sure some people have Laverne he said but Shirley, tonight
3: happy days
4: happy da- yeah all of that so he said tonight they're going to see the most anticipated premiere one night in milwaukee so the camera is set up such that you can see aiden practicing his singing in the bathroom and the hotel mocking milwaukee because remember back then he kind of had the last thing going where he would shade the crowd, but the crowd didn't really care. They left him anyway. So, Lana arrives to his room, and she tells him that she has been thinking about something for a long time. And she says, I want you. And the video ends. He says he wants to show the rest, but he can't do the legal obligations because he's entertaining offers from TMZ and wouldn't want to cheat on them. Lana and Rusev argue, and Russo then chases Aiden away. And sad Lana is sad and the um, we'll get there, but you know, if you if you watch soap operas, you know that that's not the only thing that's on the tape. So, you
3: know,
4: we keep going. Would you, on,
3: on. what do you feel about this um, this particular angle and this week to week kind of story they're doing?
4: Again, I'm I'm soap. I was raised on soap operas, so a serial, periodic, slow burn element. I'm a big fan of. Find out next week what was on the rest of the tape. Does she have the unedited version? Like, I'm a big fan of that.
3: Good, yeah. yeah, I like what they're doing with this. They're not rushing it.
4: Right, and I feel like, also because we have two hours, so we got other things we got to deal with. We can't spend half an hour on this, but we can give you three, four, five minutes every week, and we can get it out piece by piece. We can have husband and wife drama we can have ex besties we can have a man saying your girl want to fuck me got the wife saying bitch that's not the whole tape why don't you quit lying but she didn't even know she was being taped so she doesn't have the tape maybe she'll try to figure out how to get the tape made and maybe that'll put her in another situation that looks a little suspicious to her husband don't take my ideas i'm just saying it's easy and i see it and i like it
3: these ideas are copywritten by <laughs> did you use say- it's so is, in, is needs whoop. to be compensated
4: me off a check or some free tickets and or, you know, I'm here for you. <laughs> Just pay me a little bit. I know how to fill out a 1099. Anyway.
5: Um,
4: Shelty and Daniel. The match is matching and then Brian follows with kicks and then hits and a green. Liz is there on commentary and distracts Daniel Bryan, allowing Shelty. Excuse me, to hit the pay dirt for the win post match. The Miz attacks and targets the reservoir Bryan that Shelty had already worked over during the match. Miz then lays Bryan out with the skull crushing finale.
1: Oh wait a minute, wait a minute, trying to bring Benjamin down to the canvas here, trying to set up for the yes lock. Get out of there, Shelton. Oh, Shelton Benjamin is in trouble. Uh, and the uh, yes lock is cinched in, but Benjamin on, get off close of the ropes. Go. Get him off, Rev. Uh, Benjamin able to break up the submission here. You got to understand that, you know, whether it's AJ Styles or Samoa Joe that wins the WWE Championship, the talk shows oh, don't oh, that they're, oh. they're great wrestlers, but they're not great multi-talents oh. like oh. I am. Oh. I'm the oh. best wrestler oh. and the best face oh. in WWE. Oh. And Daniel Bryan sent it to the barricade. Look at gosh. Him. Oh. mad head head right. like Daniel Bryan. Sheldon's become unglued no, here. As he should. He should be frustrated. This guy shouldn't be sitting there and catering, watching everybody else perform. He deserves to be performing. Oh Look at this! It. Oh my God! Oh the Barricade! Yes. Daniel Bryan and Benjamin. Need more? A whole this lot more it. than resilience to beat me, and, and I, I've proven that. He's stealing your independence. Start this season. That's These exactly are- it. These are the yes kicks, originated Bryan, by Senator Daniel Bryan. Bryan. style of wrestling. And obviously, I have proven, without a shadow of a doubt, oh. that I do not oh, that I am one of the top talents in WWE. I am the best wrestler, the best face, and I deserve to be WWE champion. You may be the top
7: star, Miz. If you deserve that so much. Oh, I am Dan- so
1: sick of this stupid ca- what the hell? What's he doing? Daniel Bryan was mocking him, it's oh, obvious. No! Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> and Mace providing the distraction. Oh, hey there! Hater! Cover! Shelton uh, Benjamin uh, has beaten Daniel Bryan! Here is your winner, Shelton uh, Benjamin! Byron, tell me what about the Miz's plan was not absolutely genius. Uh-oh, oh, wait, oh look, look at this. Miss. Miz trying to take advantage after the fact. Oh, no. This is the level that the Miz is a, And look, look what the Miz is doing. The, the ribs. The Tartan- injured it. ribs that Shelton Benjamin weakened. That Shelton softened up. Yeah. How convenient for a Miz. Oh. It's not convenient. It's genius. Oh, no, no. Oh, and again to the midsection. Anything to get that extra edge, huh? Let him go! Let him go! Anything to win, Byron. The Miz, by his own admittance, will do anything necessary to walk out of Super Showdown victorious with a WWE Championship opportunity. Yeah, we heard it. No moral code. There's nothing the Miz won't do to win. And right now Miz has got a hold of Daniel Bryan and skull-crushing finale.
4: Good luck. To they are beating up every ethnic person. Okay, anyway. Oscar versus Peyton Royce. <laughs> Before the match starts, Naomi's in the ring to give love and shout outs to a cancer survivor and some other people who are affiliated with Susan G. Coleman, including, um, Ultimate Warrior's Wife did with you, the longest extensions I've ever seen in my life
3: did you see that that one cancer survivor who uh, had been waiting her whole life to do the Rick Flair Woo in the middle of the oh movie? I
4: saw her she was like woo and I was like girl, you want to put some bass in your voice but she did good she did real good and I just want you all to know I'm not a hater of things right I just am very impatient and so like the length of time that this was was perfect
3: and it helped that it was Naomi out there, too. She and was Naomi. She, she was glowing. Yeah, she was glowing, and she's, you know, that's the one person they can put out there. And even if it did go a little bit long, nobody would be like,
4: get off the nope. stage. Right. But it wasn't even long. And I will note, they were in the ring on Raw. Those girls are not in the ring. They were on the side in the front row, and they just had the camera pan to them. You got three whole hours, and you can't. Show them, but you can spend forty-five minutes on them little sickly children. In that stupid ass car, that thick ass chat. I'm not mad. I'm just saying, it was a difference. So yeah. Anyway, Naomi's out there, and because her friend's match is next, she stays out there to kind of just be by her on um on her side at ringside because Oscar's facing Peyton Royce, and you know Peyton run, runs with Billy K, so Billy is also ringside during the match. Oscar rolls into a knee bar. And Peyton makes the ropes and Asuka then Asuka lock follows and Peyton taps out at some point or another Um, Naomi kicked her girl or
3: the other one she kicked Billy Kay she
4: kicked one of them in the hand and it was great
3: (laughs) yeah that was Billy Kay Billy Kay tried to interfere (laughs) and uh, yeah Naomi wasn't having it Peyton Royce actually gave oscar a pretty good match she got a pretty couple of nice moves off she's really a destined to be really good she just needs a little bit more experience a couple more like singles matches really good long matches
5: yeah
3: and uh peyton royce could be your smackdown women's champion way before Sonya deville
4: oh those fighting words in the smackdown matters community i personally don't have a dog in the fight i'm just saying what I would really want is I need these tag titles to come quickly so that I don't have to choose between Asuka and Naomi who I want to have the title because I love Becky but I want Asuka or Naomi to have the one title title back at some point in the near future but if they could have the tag titles that'd be cool too but while we're only fighting for one title it's getting a little crowded
3: lady yeah or they anyway. could at least like introduce like a um I don't know what they would call it, but even if they had like a, you know, kind of like an intercontinental championship, but for women that would even, you know, add some variety.
4: Yeah. Oh, what's that title that they had? That's like the title that's, it's almost like in lieu of the, um, Money in the Bank, but it was that title, and I think Lucha Underground says you can have a title match at some point in the future. Oh,
3: yeah. But the I'm, the, I'm the, the like, title?
4: Yeah. Almost like, yeah, you are the number one consent that kind of thing. Like, I think that'd be like, anything to make it some sort of competition besides we fight just to fight. Are we in tag teams just to be in tag teams? Are we in mixed tag just to be in mixed tag? Are we having a match right now just to say we did? Like, I just I just need it to have a purpose. Again, pay me. I can make it I can make it make sense. I have a very active imagination. Anyway. So Becky's around. She says she started talking oh, she started taking what she wanted six weeks ago and became the best thing about SmackDown. No lies untold. Becky runs a division and made it the most relevant thing in WWE.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Being kind and patient gives you nothing. Big facts. Now she strikes first and strikes often. We get a video package of her various attacks on Charlotte. Becky then says that she has proven that she owns Charlotte, but she still gets no respect while Charlotte still gets special treatment. Facts. After Saturday, Becky said she'll be on all of the magazines and she will be the face of the company. She then shows a new super showdown poster featuring just her. And here's where you know Becky is over. And even if that's not the plan, that's what's facts. She says it's not about taking Triple H. It's about her. And do you know the crowd cheers her?
3: Man, that crowd was <laughs> cheering their shit out of her. Even when she was like, um, "You know, I wasn't even on the um, I wasn't even on the poster for uh, Super mm-hmm. Show." That they was like, "Boo!" Yeah, she was like, "So I went and did and made, made my own." They was like,
4: mm-hmm. "Yeah," <sighs> they went, they went up for hers, and it was like shady as hell because it was the one where she was standing on track (laughs) so it was funny besides and then it's just like and that's what I'm saying it's almost like heel and face isn't quite really a thing anymore because you can be a heel and technically technically Becky is the heel but we don't consider her a heel and it's like I feel like the people in the back think she's a heel And I think they think they're riding her like a heel, but we don't see it that way. And what we say goes.
3: Exactly. She ain't no heel. Nope. She is the, the, right now, her and Samoa Joe are probably the two big highlights on uh, SmackDown, week to week consistently.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But back to Becky, Charlotte arrives, she comes to the ring, Takes off her jacket, hits the ring, there's some brawling, but then Charlotte hits a spear, and the crowd does what?
5: Boom! It
4: was almost like you saw her last (laughs) again. Charlotte then tosses Becky into her poster and locks on the figure four and hangs on the apron as the crowd cheers for Becky, not for her. Charlotte stands tall, and you just know when they wrote this in the back, they thought, The fans was gonna be all in for Charlotte, and that's just not the case.
8: Six weeks ago at SummerSlam, I finally stopped waiting and started taking. And since that night in Brooklyn, me, the champ, has been the best thing about SmackDown Live. And since I ran through the entire locker room and toppled the Queen, I now run this division. And I have made it the most relevant thing in all of WWE. But but it's funny, it's funny. The more things change, the more they stay the same, isn't it? Because still, the champ can't get the respect that I deserve. Now, where's my magazine covers? Where's my new action figure of me holding the title? Instead, instead I have to suffer the indignity of seeing the woman that I beat pose for photographs for future covers and press releases. But come Saturday, come Saturday, I am going to prove that it's this face the champ's face that deserves to be on the magazine covers on the billboards on the pay-per-view posters. it's this face that is the face of this company and if no one's if no one's gonna give it to me well then I'll do it myself in fact in fact I I went to the trouble of uh, I went to the trouble of designing a new poster for Super Showdown Can the champ get a drum roll, please? See, this this should be the poster for Super Showdown because it's not about Triple H and The Undertaker fighting it out for the last time. It's about Becky Lynch defending her title for the first time.
4: They were big man.
3: Nah, man. The people just—they are—they are on to Becky Lynch right now, and no matter what they want to do, Charlotte is the heel.
4: Absolutely. And it's so funny because she really didn't do anything this time, but she's still the heel. <laughs> like she's been a heel before, but she didn't do nothing this time. But it don't matter. When it's your time, it's your time. And when people like somebody else better than you. You gotta understand that you're not the good guy.
3: Yeah. So I'm- Which
4: makes it more which makes it even more interesting because if Charlotte wanted to, that could be the beginning of her time where she's like, I didn't even do nothing to this girl. <laughs> All I did was win a match. I didn't I didn't cheat. I didn't do a dirty. I didn't hit her from behind. I didn't do nothing. I didn't take an opportunity. I didn't do anything. She's mad. And y'all got her back.
5: <laughs>
3: y'all ain't shit. <laughs> Dude, the, uh the Bret Hart on Stone Cold was like, he comes out here, uses foul language, you cheat, he throws up the middle fingers, he attacks people from behind, and everybody thinks he's the best. He was like, but I come out here, fight with honor. The guy was like, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, another fun episode of SmackDown. It was good to see Shelton Benjamin get a, a win over uh, Daniel Bryan,
5: mm-hmm. especially
3: since he hadn't been on TV in a while. He just was like, "Hey, good to see the black man get some get some love."
4: Um, I know we're not talking about this thing that I'm watching on TV. I just need you to know he's about to put a man in a wood chipper.
3: Uh, yes, yes, good old L Ray Network, folks.
4: <laughs> Great American <laughs> TV. Oh my gosh! Amazing.
3: Well, We'll give Elroy a cheap plug, but we'll also give Patreon.com forward slash CSPN media a plug because they're our sponsor this week. Please head over to our Patreon page. Become a CSPN Patreon backstage member. Gain access to exclusive content only found on Patreon. So get more of your favorite host and podcasts from the CSPN over on Patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. You can... Uh, uh, contribute as less as a dollar and up to five bucks. But if you uh go to the three dollar or more tier, you will gain access to all the exclusive content that we have up there on Patreon.com. So please check us out over on Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. All right, Didi. So we're gonna get into some NXT. Hurry, hey, because I got to tell
4: you about this movie.
3: <laughs> All right, the show starts off with Nikki Cross. She's talking to herself about how much fun she had with Bianca Bear La- in their last match. She wants to do it again as long as Bianca isn't scared. She says that they behaved badly. And speaking of bad behavior, she knows. She says, I know, I know, apparently in reference to who attacked Aleister Black. Candace wrestling. Candace LeRae faces off with Lacey Evans. Lacey calls Candace a loser, just like Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Candace snaps and lays in a barrage of shots on Lacey in the corner. The referee pulls Candace away and she goes back in for more, reaching the count of four twice. The emotion costs Candace as she walks into the, rem- the women's right, and Lacey Evans gets the win. <laughs> Yeah, this was a pretty good little match. And, uh, again, kind of showing that, you know, the Gargano family, that their emotions get the best of them. sensitive. Very. We get a very good video package hyping up the North American title match that will be taking place next week, the triple threat, that will be between Adam Cole, baby, Pete Dunne, and the champion Ricochet. Then we get the Forgotten Sons vignette. And then, hill Life Supreme, Tommaso mm. Ciampa, he cuts a promo saying that when you're on top, everyone wants to bring you down. He addresses Velveteen Dream for saying that he attacked Aleister Black. He advises Dream to be careful with his accusations. Mm. Ciampa reminds Dream that he's the guy who ended the fairy tale and exposed the mystique, so he'll be happy to make the dream a nightmare.
5: Oh, uh,
3: You've been warned, as they say. <laughs> we get the Forgotten Sons versus Three Jobbers: Cesar Roz, <laughs> Tori Korsh, and Vinny Mixon. Jackson Riker tags in. He delivers a slingshot power bomb, and the Forgotten Sons get the win. We get a video package that uh, shows Sh- uh, Shayna Baszler training for her rematch with Kari Saina Evolution. Mm-hmm. Shayna says that she's got she got too comfortable, and she won't let it happen again. I have a question. Yes, ma'am.
4: In the vignette, was she practicing wrestling moves or was she practicing MMA moves? Uh, You don't have to answer. I know the answer.
3: I know the answer. Tony Nese is interviewed about coming to NXT this week. He says he kills it on 205 Live each week. And he has eight reasons why he'll take over NXT. Because he has an eight
4: pack, right? Yes.
3: (laughs) Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano versus Tony Nese. Tony sends Johnny outside and follows with a Fosbury flop. Back inside, Tony Nese nails the 450 splash for near fall. We get a couple of face washes by Tony Nese, and then he gives Johnny a corner German suplex. Johnny fights back with a super kick and then a clothesline. Johnny locks on the Gargano escape, and Tony Nese taps out. Then we get a video package about the partnership between Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin. Then we get an announcement that in two weeks, Bianca Belair will face Nikki Cross. Next week, Keith Lee takes on Kona Reeves and they also tell us again about the big main event for next week, the triple threat for the North American title between Adam Cole, baby, Pete Dunne, and Ricochet. Um, we also get like a fantastic uh, Bianca Belair promo she's talking mm-hmm. about uh you know facing nikki cross again and uh she's just like you know okay that's fine you know uh, call me miss belair first of all kathy kelly and then she's like you know i'm gonna still be undefeated so that's all that matters after i face nikki cross in two weeks so one time for binky we get our main event ec3 versus laura sullivan EC3 gives Lars Sullivan a German suplex. The avalanche connects. And then EC3 gives him a diving crossbody off the top for a two count. EC3 clotheslines Lars over and out of the ring. Lars catches EC3 with a freak accent onto the apron. Then Lars Sullivan climbs up top. And he wins the match with a diving headbutt. And that was this week's NXT. Now, D.D., I kinda saw Lucha, but I didn't see it all. I saw uh the trios mm-hmm. match where um the bunny people beat um exolicious east and joey ryan where the dude put the mandible claw on joey ryan and until
5: and and like, so he was bloody. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Uh I did mm-hmm. I did see Killshot and Matt Cross have a really good match back and forth uh with yeah. each other. And then yeah, after that no boy, no. I did see the uh, highlights of Marty the Moth as a champion though. I missed his little um his, his his address to the crowd.
5: Uh
4: I didn't see you know, I watch it but I don't watch it. Like I don't watch it immediately, or how should I say it? Intently, I don't watch I it and pay a a perfect amount of attention, right? So Marty faced his sister, Mariposa, for um the title. And he also had a new bitch with her. Do do we know her?
3: Chelsea Green. is That's who that is.
4: Okay, sure. So she was there. And um, while she was there, he kind of just used her as, I don't know, encouragement to beat his sister up. So um, if you remember, I believe it was like that AJ. I don't know. It was somebody's match in WWE where somebody was under some chairs, and somebody kept throwing everything on top of the person. Well, Mariposa ended up doing that with Marty. She threw maybe about 15, 20 chairs on him to keep him down. It didn't quite work, but you know, they tried. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. I got confused when I was watching just because I feel like I saw um a trio championship match the week before, but I guess it wasn't with the rabbit trap it just looked the same and I have not seen the white rabbit he's very scary I don't know who he is but I don't like it I don't like it at all
3: yeah if you watch Impact he is the artist known as Killer Cross on Impact yeah he's really big and really scary Mm -hmm.
4: he seems very terrifying like he makes me uncomfortable
5: yeah yeah I don't like it
4: (laughs) I don't like it at all. Yeah, That was basically all that happened. It wasn't too too much.
3: Yeah. They're setting up for Ultimate Lucha, so I think that starts in a couple... I think it starts next week, I think.
4: Yeah, and it's two weeks long this time.
3: Yep, so we'll keep you updated on those proceedings. So at this time, it's Didi Janet, I'm going to open it up to you for your shout-outs and thank-yous.
4: Um... Shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout out. Shout out to the chairman. It's his girlfriend's birthday, so happy birthday, Ash. Um, shout out to Jay because Jay got retweeted by Natty Bo and Naomi, so she's famous. We know people. Um, shout out to Greg and Sam. Shout out to you, of course. Uh, is that it? I think that's it.
3: Alright, I'd like to give a shout-out to my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Ms. Didi Jone. Give a shout-out to the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Magnum Brown. Give a shout-out to Sam and Connor Central R for the WrestleCast Red and Black. So, go ahead and check that out on Patreon.com. Give a shout-out to Madame Lizette and Jupiter Julep, my two co-hosts on the Forever Young cast. So, check that out as... Round two of the Mae Young Classic starts this week, so please check us out as we review round two. Got some pretty good matches coming up. Tony Storm is going to be on this week's show, so y'all check that out. Also, give a shout out to everybody who used the hashtag Cast of Strong Style over the weekend to tweet about the uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed card. It's a really good event. We're going to have a brand new Cast of Strong Style coming out. Hopefully by the end of the weekend. So we'll give our thoughts and reviews on that show. And uh, again, shout out to everybody who was in the Raw cast, SmackDown Matters, NXT cast, all the members of the GLOW, the WrestleBays, and each and every member who uh, listens to the WrestleCast and interacts with us each and every week. We couldn't do it without you guys. Everybody here on CSPN, all the podcasters and the podcast who make the network so great each and every week. Thank you guys for your efforts. And on that note, for our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Ms. Didi Jonay, for our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime, I'm Don Delarente. This has been episode 205 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo.
2: Last week, Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre suggested that you're unhappy in the shield, that you're being used, that they need you more than you need them. Any truth to these claims?
7: Sorry, you asked me if there's any truth to the things those guys said last week. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of truth to what those guys said. I mean, look at it. Seth and Roman are both champions. I have nothing. I was a champion all on my own before, and come to think of it, when I went down with an injury, when I lost a year of my life and career, Seth Rollins replacing me pretty quickly with Jason Jordan not me.
2: That being said, have you ever thought about leaving the Shield?
7: Maybe I don't need these anymore. Cause maybe these don't mean as much to me anymore as they used to. Hey, maybe on the way here I ran Roman's car off the road and he's not even going to be here tonight.
2: Dean, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not, but people are asking a lot of questions about questions? some things.
7: What kind of questions are people asking? Are people asking questions like why after all this time am i still in the shield am i gonna abandon them turn my back on them are people wondering are they asking questions like when is he finally just gonna snap when's he gonna get fed up and snap because he's such a lunatic because y'all don't know what i'm gonna do next maybe Maybe people are thinking that I'm just waiting for the perfect time when nobody's looking, when nobody's watching, the perfect time for me to slip the knife right in their back. You can stop trying to understand, and you and the whole world can stop trying to analyze me, figure me out, get inside my head. Why don't you just judge me by my actions I did, what I always do. Step up, stand by my brothers, and stand by my family. The Shield is not a business. The Shield is not a brand. The Shield is a brotherhood. And we will always ride into battle together. You want to be judged by your actions? Well, let's see where you really
6: stand. Tonight, I'm going to give you three options for a match. One, you face Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. Two, you face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship or three you go
7: one-on-one with Braun Strowman if you think you're gonna come out here and dangle some shiny carrot in front of me and I'm just gonna sing and dance for you we well, don't know me very well how about secret option number four me versus you right now It's not
6: that easy. But I'll make the choice for you. It's gonna be you versus Braun Strowman, right?